The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. football to the max because we are coming to you a day early because uh schedule conflicts are happening there is a u.s women's national team soccer game happening at the same time as the uh, thursday night football game and we didn't want to be doing but by the time we do two shows it'd be like one or two in the morning and then it's it's crazy so we're doing our preview edition a day early, and then we'll do a special just little extra on TNF uh, after the game on Thursday. So you'll still get our thoughts on that, but we'll do all of our uh, previews. So, like, for example, we won't know what's happening with uh, Zeke this time because his hearing is on Thursday at some point. So uh, I'm going to go on the basis that Zeke is – not going to play, and I'll I'll try to formulate that when we talk about Cowboys-Falcons. But first of all, Eric, how's it been going? Oh, garter-free and now cold-free. So overall, yeah, it's been a very roller coaster week. And thank you for reminding me that that's why we did not have a Monday night show, was because Eric was sick. And yeah. Eric was still coming off his cold on Tuesday, so we just said, let's just do this. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those, I don't always get sick, but when I do, I am sprawled out on my couch for 48 hours. <laughs> I'm right there with you, buddy. That's what happens <laughs> to me, too. At least you got uh, to catch up on a great show like Halt and Catch Fire. Indubitably. Two seasons and two days, and... Yeah, it also helped reminded me of the awesome yet awesomely terrible decisions I made over the weekend, which I wouldn't recommend that anybody really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at least you aren't as soft as Jalen Ramsey says that A.J. Green is. That yeah. is apparently why A.J. Green finally went off and did his best Samoa Joe MMA ver naked choke impression on Jalen Ramsey. Very excellent uh, form 
on both the hold itself and the subsequent takedown. And between hearing that and hearing allegations about doing things to family members, I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, this, that was just insane. And one of a couple of surprising brawls to which nobody got suspended. That was Mike Evans. Yeah, he was, he was the only one out of at least five or six players in three different fights that happened all on Sunday. He's the lone guy that got a game. I think uh, that's also because he was the one that was the most ridiculous. Like, he came in after the fact. The deal was between Jameis Winston and uh, Lattimore. And then he comes in just out of nowhere and takes him down. And this was like a fight. Like, he was pissed off, mounted, punching him. It was just like, uh uh-uh, you do not need to see this happening in the NFL. And I think rightfully so gets suspended. He also did not get ejected in that game, which probably also uh, helped make that easier. And the fact that I get why the fight started, but it seems semi-stupid because if you look at the few seconds leading up to the first incident, Jameis Winston was already standing there pointing and Lattimore just happened to get in the way. Then Lattimore comes, turns around, he gets in Jameis's face and does into that, and then... Mike Evans does the run-in, and the rest is history. Certainly. Well, let's uh, discuss... I I just wanted to mention, Jesus, because so we wouldn't have to bring this up later when we talk about each team. But, uh, yeah, I think the only sort of news I think that came out of anything was that Tay Bridgewater, Bridgewater... has officially been activated. And Sam Bradford is officially on IR as well, so he's done for the season. How long do you think before Bridgewater plays? I heard a lot uh, of rumors about week 10. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say... Well, not this I, week, I'm sorry. That was yeah. the week that they thought he was going to get activated, which he was. Right. So, activated pretty much right on schedule. I'd say we'd see him maybe week 12. I wouldn't say too much later than that. I think it all depends, uh, again, on what the Vikings do here. Right. If the Vikings sit here and, and play well with Keenum, not barely make it to where you can say, okay, Keenum should be replaced, but I'm talking about they play well, the defense plays well, Keenum scores some touchdowns, uh, that kind of thing. You might wait, but that's so difficult, right? If the Vikings are 6-2, and two, you're 8-2. and two, I mean, how can you really justify taking Keenum out? Yeah, if he's playing well enough to where the team is still getting wins – and they can lock down that division, then, of course, Case Keenum is going to be your guy. Now, I will say, if that is the case, 
and you're getting to the point to where week 15, 16, 17, Vikings have nothing to play for, then yeah, Bridgewater is going to see some action in those games just to spell Case Keenum, but not really before then. If Keenum goes back to himself to where everything is sketchy, or the Case Keenum that you saw in Houston, then yes, Bridgewater is going to come in because everybody's going to look to him to try to save the day. Well, so we can go ahead and talk about this game and because uh, – oh, well, let, let's, talk, let's talk about what Minnesota is doing here. Minnesota is playing the Washington Redskins. Uh, this is an interesting game because Washington is coming off a thriller with Seattle. And now they get to go home. Uh, they are still banged up. I think they might get one – of the offensive lineman back. I'm not so sure. Uh, even then, still having to deal with that. And this is one of the best defenses in the league. They're having to come in with this. I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, Washington's defense has been actually much better uh, than expected coming into the season. You can see how much of a toss-up this game is. The line is Minnesota with one point. Wow. Pick them, pick them, pick them happening. Uh, I'm going to say that the Vikings have such a good enough defense. The Cowboys gave you the blueprint, right? You need to control Chris Thompson. They have the guys that can defend these receivers. I'm going to go with the Vikings here, going into Washington and winning uh, maybe a three-point game. Yeah, so am I. It might be a little bit more than that, but in this case, there's just something bugging me to where I don't fully trust Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he's going to pull this off twice in a row. I really don't. And with Minnesota, I know what I'm getting. know what I'm getting out of the defense. Their offense is at the very least gelled around Keenum. They can go in and take it. Yeah, and so we can go ahead and talk about this game also because if for some reason you live outside of these two areas and you got stuck with this game, God bless you. God bless you. 425 for the... 1-7 New York Giants and the 0-9 San Francisco 49ers. Fuck. Oh. What are you doing? 425 game for this. Oh, boy. Uh, thank God. I hope to God that they played the Falcons and Cowboys in my area because I will be supremely pissed if they somehow decide that the, we need to be watching the Giants 49ers here in Florida. But, no, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that's going to be the game of the week, Cowboys. You have three games in the 425 window, three slots, and that gets one of them? There's only two 425 games, and then CBS has the 405 game. Well, but, so you have that still that 4 o'clock-ish window. Three, oh, geez, I'm so thankful for Red Zone. Yeah, thankfully. Uh, the Chiefs, Raiders, Eagles, and Ravens all on bye this week. So uh, there's two games that are taken away from us uh, this week. 
And I, I wanted to go ahead and talk about this game because if there's one team, you're the 49ers, maybe we see Jimmy Garoppolo at some point, maybe even in the second half. This is the Giants team that this defense has been not what they once were. Uh, questions being brought in by Ben McAdoo about we're going to test everybody, even the quarterback, as if they have some, you know, as if Geno Smith is some wonder that you need to replace Eli Manning with him for. I I think with Beathard, the way he's played, it's hard for me not to, I think I still got to go with the Giants, but Honestly, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and let's say you're down by two scores and it's the middle of the third quarter, bring Garoppolo in and see what he can do. It's a preseason game at that point. Exactly. You have preseason mentality. And at this point, you're really trying to get as much evaluation of Garoppolo as you can to try to see who or how you're going to draft quarterback-wise come April, May 2018. So if anything, this is really a gift handed to you. They say, hey, you're trying to hopefully avoid go 0-16, see if you can start him the rest of the season, and to cause the Giants to suffer even more. I mean... Honestly, they, this crowd is going to rival when these two teams played in 1987 at the old Meadowlands. We all know what happened that night. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it, it's it's difficult to, to see it uh, even being close to one of these. If I don't see a Giants blowout, something's really wrong. It may uh, not be a giant blowout, but it's going to be a win. If you're not, there's really something really, really wrong with this team. Even Evan Ingram and Lewis and those guys should be able to uh, do this. Simple. If the Giants don't win by two scores, McAdoo's probably fired. Well, unless Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and works some wonders, but I just don't see it happening. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him at all in that game. So, moving on to the NFC North matchup of the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers. I don't think, you know, many people would have thought, okay, Mitch Trubisky playing by this point, all right. But I don't think anybody would have thought we're playing Brett Hundley and Mitch Trubisky that's what we get in this game. I still, we didn't get to talk about the Monday night game. I don't think that was all Brett Hundley's fault. I no. think it was between the play calling by uh, by the coach. You have the defense that wasn't really putting a handle on these receivers at all. Uh, they, they were sure stopping Amir Abdullah because he couldn't hold on to the ball. But... <laughs> You know, it, they, they couldn't – they let Theo Riddick go for a long run. It just – they they were not in sync at all uh, for, for any no. De, – Devontae Adams should have dove for a couple of balls that would have helped out Hundley. I just – they weren't doing any favors in that game. 
and I'm not going to say that we're going to see the same thing here, but you're bringing in Jordan Howard to run to run the show here against this defense. I'm not, you know, Trubisky's got the same issues where they're not letting him throw too much. No, he so this entire season he has thrown eighty times. Eighty. They, yeah, they do not trust him. This is a run offense. Right, but again, even what they run eighty times in how many games? Six, seven. I think that also shows that they don't have a lot of faith in the weapons around him, aside from Howard and Cohen. No, which... so this this you're leading to a lot of problems. Now with Green Bay, yes, they had a soft defense. Yes, Humby hold on to the ball a little bit too long in key plays. But I think that this is going to be a game where he will develop and get better. I legitimately think he will. And I think is as he's getting better, McCarthy will and should open up the playbook more and be a little bit more aggressive. And I called this on another podcast. I see the Packers taking this one. I'm going to disagree with you here. I think the one thing that we've seen from the Bears is that even if you're not counting on Trubisky, Howard will get you yards that you need. He will put you in position. And if not, the defense will. And we... Hundley will probably make mistakes. Uh, that defense will, will get in his face. They will pressure him. We already know that Brian Bulaga was hurt on the Monday night game torn ACL. He is out for the season. So that is uh, one of your tackles gone. Uh, that doesn't help him at all. Uh, I think the Bears can find a way to exploit that. And the Bears are going to get the narrow win, even if it's by three. It's at shoulder field, so... Uh, where two of their three wins have come this year. Uh, uh. Uh, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way, because uh, the Detroit Lions at four field against the Cleveland Browns. Oh, boy. Uh, now, if the Lions are smart, and you just don't have Amir Abdullah on the field so he doesn't fumble and give the Browns cheap opportunities, uh, with that Detroit Lions defense, the way that they love to make turnovers happen and Stafford throwing the ball I just don't see it for the Browns Detroit was the last 0-16 team Detroit's going to put one step closer to Cleveland being the next 0-16 team even with the cheap opportunities who is going to be a quarterback who is going to throw the magical interception. Who's going to suffer the strip sack? Sorry, Detroit takes this one in a laugh riot. I will be surprised if it's nothing but uh, a laugh riot on on that point. And so we have uh, talked about the NFC North. We gave you who was going to go there. Uh, let's talk some AFC action the Cincinnati Bengals coming in to Nissan Stadium in Nashville where they just passed a 275 million uh, vote to uh, get a soccer stadium in Nashville now they're going to (laughs) I'm telling you it's happening here you can get mad all you want 
no, no, so, no. The Titans, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the uh, hapless Cincinnati Bengals. We haven't seen the best from this team, whether it's running or passing this year. The Bengals still have a very good front line. Uh, I think that might cause Tennessee some problems, so I think this game is going to be a lot closer than you'd think on paper. I feel like the Titans can't afford to lose a game like this. They're going to win somehow. I'm picking the Titans under severe protest. You have one job, voters. One job. One. Those fairgrounds are going to see a soccer stadium. Be happy uh, about that. So. Sorry. So, like, I should go ahead and warn you so when we talk about it tomorrow, you already knew. Oh, yeah. So, the uh, Jets are... We go ahead. Uh, just, just... Oh, God, I want to hit things. I'm going to move on before Eric decides to start smashing uh, things on air. We're going to have the New York Jets going into Tampa's Raymond James Stadium. Hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick against his old team. What do you know? Because Jameis Winston has been shut down for two weeks after he gives the, one of the dumbest pregame speeches the week before that I, I think I've ever seen. And then he goes in. Mike Evans is suspended for this game for the fight. You have... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I think this defense is going to be salivating to go against him. They're going to know his tendencies. They're going to know what he wants to do. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the rookies have uh, a nice day here. I just I don't see it with, with all the the problems that Tampa Bay is having. This is a game that the Jets with Josh McCown, who's also played for the Bucks. You need to go in there and you need to win this game. Uh, I think the Jets are going to win, but. This is a game just like you did against Buffalo. You need to go in there and hammer them. You have the offense that can do it, and you have the defense that can take Fitzpatrick out of there really quick. Just you can't let up. And, and I really think they will. I don't even know what that pregame speech meant. I he heard was doing it. like the W in his mouth, and it's like, dude, come on. Are you five? You're making shapes in your mouth? I mean, You're making shapes in your mouth, and you're saying we're eating this W. I, th- that was just a jumble of words. That was just a, the worst-tasting word salad I have ever heard. I, I, I was going to pick the Jets based upon just your principle after that. And knowing with Brian Fitzpatrick, but just this team has got problems. I will say, you fantasy folks, Adam Humphreys might be a nice little pickup or something. If uh, you're looking for guys to, to pick up for fantasy now that Mike Evans, I'm one of those. that I have a Mike Evans in a few leagues, I'm going to think about it. The Indianapolis... Uh, 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 no. That's one of the guys Fitzpatrick might throw to. Him and Cameron Brait. He likes some of the tight ends. Yeah, make Cameron Brait again. But, oh, wait. Let's see if he can throw another interception. (laughs) (laughs) So the Pittsburgh Steelers come into town, Indianapolis, where they are 10-point favorites against the Colts. 
I think this is one. Uh, you know, Bonte Davis has been benched and also might be going under uh, season-ending groin surgery. Uh, so one of your best defensive players, your leader on defense, really. Uh, they've also lost, I think, one of their defensive linemen, Henry Anderson. He's out, and he will have season-ending surgery for a laryngeal fracture. Uh, so, geez. Uh, Colts walking wounded at this point. No, uh, we. I think we already talked to you last time about how Andrew Luck is going to get shut down. This is Jacoby Brissett's team the rest of the way. I just don't see it with the Steelers' defense, the way they've been flying at everybody. I could see Jacoby Brissett get sacked many times in this game. I don't think the Steelers are going to have to put up too many <laughs> points to put it away quickly, but Steelers are going to get the win. First one to 14 wins. And guess who's going to get the And guess who's going to get to 14 in the first quarter? I rest my case. I I will say this that uh aside from the uh, Jaguars game, the Colts have put up over 14 points in every game. Except after the first two games, they put up 14 points uh, in every game except the Jaguars game. Yeah, and they'll get to 14 in garbage time, but by then the Steelers are going to be threatening 50. Fair enough. <laughs> they put up 31, 18, 26, 22, the zero burger against the Jaguars, and then the 23 against the Bengals, and 20 against the Texans, where they got the win because Tom Savage could not put it in the end zone at the end. But uh, alas, that is the way the season has been going uh, for that team. Uh, we'll get to them in a little bit here. So... The last one o'clock game that we have not talked about is perhaps the fanciest one o'clock game that we have uh, on the schedule. It is the New Orleans Saints that are six and two. They are three and one on the road this season. Normally, they are not a road team at all. The Bills are undefeated at home, uh, so one of these records is going to have to go down a tad. A new era field, seeing the Bills come in at five and three. Saints are actually favored in this game by three. And we have seen the Saints win games without having Drew Brees throw touchdowns. Uh, We've seen the running game be an absolute beast. Uh, The Bills also have a terrific running game with LaShawn McCoy. Uh, These are too deep. This could literally also be anywhere from a, you know, 15 to 12 game to being a 35 to 28 game. So, Going to be interesting to see which way this goes. I'm going to go with the Bills. They're undefeated at home for a reason. Uh, I think they're going to come back from that shell shock against the Jets. They're going to be fired up. I think they're going to want to show people that, hey, look, that was a fluke. We're going to come in here at home. We're going to beat this really good Saints team that people are very high on. And uh, we're going to make you understand that uh, you were not wrong to go Buffalo. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I like what the Saints are doing. I think their defense is going to give 
Tyrod Taylor just enough of a nightmare? I, I'm going with the Road Warriors. I'm picking the Saints in this one. This is a team that has just become too complete and way too scary. And while I do think highly of Buffalo, especially in relation to being Buffalo, no, they're not there yet. Yeah, this one that could go either way. Uh, you could certainly say the same thing where the Bills could make Drew Brees' life uh, hell. I think it's going to come down to which running game really takes over. If if Kamara and Ingram are the ones setting the pace, then I think the Saints definitely have the advantage. If McCoy is running through that Saints D, then the Bills are going to have one. And not, not to mention Tyrod Taylor as well. So, uh, I, I think... It's it's going to be a very one of those games you're going to want to watch. It's it's a one o'clock game that people's attention is going to be on. I think uh, the most uh, of any of these games, really. Uh, I also uh, forgot to mention that Eli Manning will tie his brother Peyton and Derek Brooks for the fifth longest consecutive start streak. Uh, when he plays the 49ers earlier this uh, late, you know, at that 425 game that we were dreading talking about, but yeah, just after passing the 50,000 yard milestone, yay, yay. <laughs> um, we're not going to preview the Seahawks Cardinals, as we'll have that for you on Thursday, but I I do want to mention this little factoid from the NFL research that. Uh, Russell Wilson leads the Seahawks in rushing yards this season. If this mm-hmm. keeps up, he'll be the fifth QB since the 70 merger to lead his team in rushing yards. He's got more rushing yards than their top two running backs combined. Yep, 271. Uh, that will put him in company with the 2012 Cam Newton, Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, and Bobby Douglas. Some... Pretty good company there for. Oh, he's done better than all of the, all of them. Bobby, hey. why is that name only ringing a tiny bell? Nineteen seventy-two. I don't remember what team you played for. Oh no no no! Damn it! Now I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> Well, while you do, we're going to move on to uh, the other 1 o'clock game that I forgot about. The the wow, the Los Angeles Chargers are coming into Everbank Field, where Jacksonville actually won last week. And the, the Jaguars are looking to make it two in a row, They and I think they certainly will. The Chargers offensive line has issues. I think they're going to make Phillip Rivers some... Uh, life of living hell. Now, granted, the Chargers line has the potential to cause Blake Porter a lot of problems. I think this one might come down to which team gives up the least amount of turnovers. Honestly, cause that's what the Jaguars have been feeding on, that and sacks. You could literally call the Jaguars Saxonville uh, at this point. Cause that's, what, that's what they are uh, between yeah. <laughs> Calais Campbell and everybody else. And also, this wonderful stat is going to bring a smile to your face, Eric. 
the Jaguars are the NFL's top scoring defense, only allowing 14.6 points per game since 1994. All 26 teams that have allowed more, fewer than 15 points per game have made the playoffs. Which is good. But again, they, this is a Chargers team that gives the Jaguars fits historically whenever they play each other, wherever they play each other. And last time I checked, the only one of the reasons, and I will say this, the Jaguars won at Everbank is because they wore the teal uniforms. I don't think they're wearing them this week, and I think the Chargers are going to spoil the party. Now, I will say it could be one of those low-scoring games, but I still don't trust this offense. I don't think there's, they're ready to put together two complete games in a row where they need to. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. They are favorites in this game. I, I think the defense will bail Blake Bortles out, and he'll just do just enough. Uh, Leonard Fournette's also going to come back for this game after being suspended, you know, not playing in the last one. I think well, he, he will have learned his lesson. He's going to want to come out here and be a force. I think that's going to be enough for the Jaguars to get the win. Fair enough. And Bobby Douglas played for the 72 Bears, who were, well, crap. That's why I never heard of them. <laughs> hey, there you go. History lesson uh, on the show. Uh, speaking of history, the Los Angeles Rams have more points through eight games this season than they did all of last year by about 20 points. Yep. So coming in with the Houston Texans, who with Tom Savage, God bless his heart, he almost led them to winning the last game. But this is a Rams defense that is absolutely one of the best in the league, and you're going to wish every single time that you drop back, you wish you had Dwayne Brown because they are going to rip through that offensive line. Whew. And then talk about on the other end with all the injuries, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff. If this one's close, I'm going to be surprised. The Rams should win. Should, will Going away, because honestly, that Texans offense is just savage. Nice. Zing. Look, when it's there, you run with it. Plain and simple. And, and, and for everybody who hated that, history tidbit number two. Bobby Douglas was married to a Playboy Playmate. Interesting trivia. Mm. It is the 70s. That very well likely. Carol O'Neill, July 72. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you even got a Playboy history lesson on that one. Uh, God bless you, Hefner. But all right, the, 88, the 8.30 Sunday night football game, a matchup that could have meant something. Had the Broncos actually had a pretty good quarterback, but they don't. It's Brock Osweiler, who he has beaten the Patriots, uh, at home against Tom Brady. The Patriots are undefeated on the road this season, and but there is this tidbit. Tom Brady is 3-7 and seven in Denver in his career. Uh, however, this season, not only are the Broncos the worst scoring offense, 
they are the worst scoring defense as well. That doesn't bode well for this game. Tom Brady should be throwing all over the field, getting in there. Uh, I could see Von Miller becoming a problem and rushing and everything, but I think Brady will get the, that ball out so quick you won't have to worry about that. Patriots win by at least a touchdown, if not more, and they get their seventh win of the season. Brady's going to be 4-7 and because, hey, you finally got a quarterback from a football school. Only for it to be Brock Osweiler. Sorry, Denver. At least you can get some good cookies after the game. At least Trevor Simeon's team is ranked this week. Yeah, yeah whoop-dee-doo. Blind hog finds an acorn every once in a while. Uh, you know, the squirrel finds a nut, too. So, the Miami Dolphins are playing in prime time again. Why? Uh, so, I'm uh, ask that exact question. Carolina is favored by nine points at Bank of America Stadium, and they should as well be because this could be a battle of the defenses. Uh, let's, let's not, uh, we'll have to see how Indomitian Sue comes back from going out in that game. Uh, the Dolphins' rushing attack looked much better, actually, without Jay Ajayi. But I don't know this Panthers' defense. I think they're going to do enough. I think Cam Newton's going to be a problem. Uh, this could also be one of those, like, 15 to 12 games or, or, or whatnot. But, and if it gets into any kind of a shootout, I, I can't trust Jay Cutler at all. Give me the Panthers at home. Absolutely. And, uh... If they, if anybody wanted any further proof of how the NFL hates ESPN, here's another exhibit right here. Yep. They, uh, well, they can't flex the Monday night games either, so that's not their fault. Exactly. So you, this is what you get, and this is what you're stuck with. Again. The NFL hates ESPN. They did sign a deal. So ESPN can only blame themselves. Yeah, well, eh, Dems to breaks. ESPN, now you know how much the NFL really thinks about you. Certainly. And uh, that's going to do it for the NFL uh, predictions. There is, this is a huge week, huge, huge, huge week in college football. So, did we uh, mention it was huge? Yes, because there's I, I could say huge fifty times. I could fill up the two hundred eighty character limit on Twitter now uh, with how many enormous games there are this week, uh, and I don't think the college pick'em could hold hold them all. So this will be where we break rank and and talk more about than just the the ten games that they give us. But let's begin here. Uh, with Michigan State and Ohio State. It's at the horseshoe. I feel like the Buckeyes are going to be angry. They are going to want to prove something. They're going to go in and they're going to beat Michigan State by a touchdown. Oh, uh, they're going to beat them by more than a touchdown because, I mean, come on. When have you seen an Urban Meyer team give up 55? 
That was insane. Yeah. And you don't think them Buckeyes going to be mad? Yeah, JT Barrett's going to have that chip on his shoulder for this one. Yeah. And sorry, Michigan State. There's a part of me that wants to root for you because uh, you may make the brand new edition of my Chaos 4, but no thanks. Yeah, I'd like to see Michigan State win just to keep that going as well, but I just can't. I just don't see it happening. They're starting early on Fox. And then not to be outdone, ABC starting early as well. Oklahoma State against Iowa State in Ames. Oof. A very, very good defense against one of the most high-flying offenses in the entire landscape here. I just can't see Oklahoma State losing two games in a row. I can Um, I'm going to go Oklahoma State, but I would not be surprised at all if Iowa State pulls up the third big upset of the season. Iowa State is still trying to command respect after all this time. Yeah, but they should have beat West Virginia if they wanted to command respect. Well, they can make up for that by beating Oklahoma State, who's coming in off of a mental hangover. And I think they do just that. Would be really interesting to see. North Carolina State, still ranked, taking on Boston College, who, with a win, could get into a bowl. They're 5-4 and four right now. Uh, I, I can't... Look, Boston College has been actually much better than I think anybody would have given them credit for. I think North Carolina State is done with losing. They're going to get this one. Uh, I, I kind of have to agree here, even though this is one of those fitting games where BC could just break things open and crush a team that's really defeated. I think NC State, they don't want to go into a complete tailspin and they take this one. Uh, Virginia Tech taking on that triple option in Georgia Tech. They are going away from home here. Uh, After getting beat pretty well by Miami last week. I'm still going to go with Virginia Tech, though. Yeah, Virginia Tech is going to be mad. They're going to want to bounce back because... They want to try to have any shot of regaining hope in that Coastal Division. God, who would have thought Virginia would be something of a powerhouse? Surprising, isn't it? Extremely. (laughs) Iowa, ranked number 20 when those rankings came out after shellacking Ohio State the way they did. Wisconsin got a gift, but will they be able to capitalize on it? I think they do. These two teams always play each other tough, uh, but I think Wisconsin has a point to prove they're going to come in here at home and beat Iowa. And I think Iowa has a bigger point to prove, and I think they go back to back. What a haul that would be. Yeah. That's amazing. 
You talk about some big scalps in Wisconsin. That's what Iowa does, though. They like those big scalps. Screw the, you know, beating the small fry. They like beating the big teams. Yeah, and for this one, nah, I don't like Wisconsin that much. And uh, everybody was talking about what's going on in the Big 12. Look at what this could do to the Big 10. Yeah, and Iowa already has a win over Iowa State from early in the year as well, so that would be their third. Yeah, winning that Cyhawk trophy is looking better and better. Exactly, especially if Iowa State can pull off that that upset as well. They would be look it would look huge uh, at this point. Uh, Washington State, I think, even though they haven't done that well on the road this season, I think Utah has been an absolute shell of itself uh, since the loss to Stanford. Uh, Washington State is going to go in there and win. Yeah, they they kind of win this one very easily. Mike Leach, Luke Falk, they're going to get together, kind of reunite, get the show going again. Utes ain't nothing. Uh, Boise State could be trying to vie for a ranking, playing Colorado State in the one of the late games. I think the Broncos keep on rolling. Yeah, Boise State, they're still making noise now that, well, I take that back. I wouldn't say Wyoming's necessarily struggling, especially since they just beat Colorado State in that big rivalry game for that trophy that I can't even remember. Uh, It's the Mountain West. It's Boise State. Let's be real here, people. That that's all that's all you need to know. I don't know if that trophy was a boot or was it something. It was just snow and it's whatever. <laughs> uh, the what do you think about uh, the big Friday game, Washington and Stanford? Stanford has <coughs> they've lost the USC this year. They've gone and beat teams that you think they shouldn't. Uh, could they pull off the upset for Washington? Part of me wants to say yes, but I think the Huskies are going to do enough to contain Bryce Love. Yeah, the Huskies have one of the best defenses of the entire nation this year. Uh, obviously, you got to look at who they played, but uh, the only blemish is a 13-7 loss. Uh, I think they go in and they... Stifle Bryce Love a bit. Even if he gets his yards, that quarterback that Stanford has, I can't trust him at all. I'm going to go with Browning and Washington. No way Rutgers pulls off an upset of Penn State, right? Really? Rutgers? It's Jersey. They are winning in the Big Ten. Just just thought I'd throw it out there. Still Jersey. I agree with you. <laughs> Army continue their role against Duke? Well, yeah, this is not the same Duke team that was a threat for a good uh, couple of years and got to the ACC title game. This is the Duke that we're used to seeing. And since basketball season's starting up, they're just going to fade into oblivion. Oh, no doubt. 
no doubt. That oblivion is coming. People will not care, and it will uh, keep rolling on for them. I wish I could pick my Razorbacks in the battle for the Golden Boot, but I just can't. They've been so bad in the SEC this year. They barely beat Ole Miss. They barely beat freaking Coastal Carolina last week. It's absolutely embarrassing. LSU is going to win that game. How do you almost lose to Coastal Carolina? I don't know, but Brett Bielema needs to worry about his job. Yeah, because, I mean, great. The Chanticleers, they were a powerhouse in FCS, but they're not in FCS anymore. They are the Minnows, certainly. Uh, Big games, though, happening aside from that. Three big ones we have yet to talk about. Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs, number one in the nation against the Auburn Tigers at Jordan-Hare. Ooh, this is upset central. I feel like Georgia's winning, though. I'm picking Georgia, but... This Auburn team, once you get an Auburn team rolling, it is very hard to stop, especially at Jordan-Hare. Oh, yeah, and, no doubt. And let's face it, Jake Fromm, he has just been almost non-existent at quarterback. Yeah. This is going to be his make-or-break game before Atlanta. Yeah, I think... This is the one where Jake Fromm needs to show out here. Not only that, you could seriously see Auburn try to take away Nick Chubb and Daniel and you got to or Michelle. I'm sorry, I don't know what I said. It's, I knew it was some girl's name. Uh, Michelle, uh, certainly Auburn's defense causes problems. Fromm could be in for a long day if he don't get it right, but I'm going to say the Bulldogs pull it out and win. Uh, the Big 12 title game, possibly, happening early. Many people thought it was going to be Bedlam. Looks like it's not going to be that way. It might be between these two teams, TCU and Oklahoma, especially because TCU and Oklahoma both have wins over Oklahoma State. Number five and number six, pretty good options here. I'm going to go with TCU in the upset because they play defense. They have one of the better defenses in the land. Yes, it's in Norman. Yes, Baker Mayfield will probably throw for a lot of yards and get some touchdowns, uh, but that run game for TCU could control things, and then all it takes is Baker Mayfield making some mistakes, and I'm going to trust TCU for that, not Oklahoma. Mayfield going to throw for 400 Kenny Trill ain't coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I think Kenny Trill is what could do TCU in. Yeah. Oklahoma then. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. The biggest game, Catholics versus convicts. The story is there. The history, number three and number seven. Coming into Hard Rock, Miami, against Notre Dame. Whew. This one's difficult. No, it isn't. I th- it is a difficult one to pick. Uh, 
This could be a close game. I hope it is. Uh, Miami, though, I think is going to win at home in front of that big crowd. I know Notre Dame fans, you know, they might be traveling and all that, but I think with it being the U, the U's time, they got a lot to prove. A lot of people keep saying, oh, we haven't played these, you know, great teams or whatever. Look at Notre Dame, what they've been doing. I think Miami's going to come in here and sock it to them. Break out that turnover chain because Notre Dame, yes, Adams, Heisman Trophy potential, fantastic. But what has Winbush really done? Not much. We 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 eat up one-dimensional teams. Look at what we were able to do to the triple option in Georgia Tech. Now you're getting a simpler version of that? Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. It, again, the you may not be back, but Richt is getting him there. He is. He is, and I think this might be that time where he, he puts himself in that big spotlight and is able to get this team in the spot to, to maybe hit that top four, certainly top five, if he beats uh, Notre Dame here, so... Yeah, uh, I think that Alabama's beating Mississippi State, right? It's no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alabama should stay undefeated uh, after that. And, yeah, I think that's that's going to do it. We hit all the big games, hit all the games in the NFL. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed what you heard here, and you'll join us for that Thursday Night Football Extra, giving you the breakdown on why am I forgetting the teams right about now? Oh, Seahawks Cardinals, the Seahawks and Cardinals should be a fun. We've had a Seahawks and Cardinals game. That was really fun. Um, previously on, on the big national stage with these guys. Uh, it could also be a just total thrashing of, by the Seahawks as well. Um, You're the one who's I'm about to say, you're the one who is saying all this kind of stuff about Drew Stanton, so I don't know what you'd be talking about. Well, come on, this is San Francisco they were playing last week. Let's see what happens when he plays a real defense. This is, my exact, this is my exact point. This is your exact point. You expect this to be competitive? I'm saying, this divisional matchup, maybe we'll see something, but... Yeah, because because the the Cardinals defense might come to play here and cause problems. Uh, Dwayne Brown can now block that left side, but you still got problems where you're not running the ball well. Uh, They know Russell Wilson's tendencies more than anybody else. I'm just saying it could be it could be a blowout really fast or it could be a game for a while. But yeah, I expect the Seahawks to win and we'll be back for that. Then join us, of course, on Monday night. After the Monday Night Football game, we'll be uh, breaking down that game and then the rest of the games that happen over the weekend. And it might talk some college as well, depending on uh, what happens there. And, of course, make sure you check out WTNet.com for those top 25s every week. And for the kickoff as well that uh, Eric and I are both on and everything else that we have to offer here for the WTM Network. Until tomorrow, we'll see you later. Peace.
The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.